We all have it in our lives, and none of us likes it, but it's there, so we have to deal with it. I'm talking about stress. It's a big problem. In fact, it's such a problem in our fast-paced society that, believe it or not, a nonprofit organization has actually been formed called the American Institute of Stress. And I know that because when I googled the word stress the other day on my computer, that was the first one that came up, the first hit. Out of 165 million. So it is a big problem. Now we can take some consolation this morning in the fact that even the members of the Holy Family had to deal with stress in their lives. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph were not immune from the phenomenon. Even though Mary and Jesus were sinless. And yet there was one difference between the stress that they dealt with in their lives and the kind that we face. Almost all of their stress was absolutely, positively unavoidable. You see, there are two kinds of stress that we human beings experience, especially within our families. There's the kind that we can avoid, and there's the kind that we cannot avoid, even if we're very holy, even if we do and say all the right things. Since there was only one sinner in the Holy Family, namely Joseph, most of their stress was of the unavoidable variety. By contrast, our lives are a mixture. We have some stress that is unavoidable, but we have other stress that we could avoid if we did and if we said the right things and if we thought in the right way. This is stress that we don't need to have. Avoidable stress is the kind of stress God doesn't want us to have. And it's the kind of stress, I think, that puts people over the edge. You know, the unavoidable stress is bad enough. When you add on the stuff that you could avoid, it really gets bad. So what are some of those unavoidable stresses of life? Well, let me share with you three of them this morning, because they are three that often manifest themselves in our families. And these are three that the Holy Family also had to deal with in their lives. Number one, there is what I would call the stress that's caused by unforeseen circumstances. This is the kind of stress we experience when somebody close to us gets sick and then dies suddenly. It's the kind of stress you experience if you get the pink slip at work and you lose your job unexpectedly. It's the kind of stress a parent feels when their teenage son gives them a call and says, Mom, Dad, uh, I just got in my first car accident. Unforeseen circumstances. This is also the kind of stress that the Holy Family experienced, Mary and Joseph explicitly, in today's Gospel scene. In this story, when they found out that crazy King Herod was trying to kill their child. This was not something they expected to happen. So there was stress. 
There was stress in the journey down to Egypt. There was stress in the time that they lived there as refugees. And we don't know how long that was. Could have been a number of years. And there was stress in their journey back to Palestine after Herod had died. Number two, there is the stress of living with other people, which is absolutely unavoidable unless you're a hermit living out in the desert. And none of you are hermits in the desert, because if you were, you wouldn't be here, you'd be in the desert. People, even good people, don't always do what we want them to do. They don't always say what we would like them to say. And quite naturally, that causes stress, even if there's no sin involved. And a perfect example of that in the life of the Holy Family was the finding of Jesus in the temple. When she and Joseph finally tracked down our Lord after searching for him in the caravan for three days, Mary said to Jesus, Son, why have you done this to us? You see that your father and I have been searching for you in sorrow. Those are the words of a very holy woman who was experiencing a great deal of stress. But notice something, there was no sin involved. It was simply a case of stress caused by the ordinary circumstances of family life. That kind of thing happens, does it not? How many of you have lost your children in the grocery store? There's also the stress that comes into our lives when we do the will of God. That's unavoidable if we're serious about trying to live the way God wants us to live. There'll be stress. Give you a per perfect personal example. I am a priest, in case you didn't know that. And one of the roles of a priest is to preach the word of God. So I have to prepare homilies. You might not like the homilies I prepare, but... It's part of my calling as a priest, so I have to prepare. That can cause some stress. I'll tell you, especially at this time of year, because there are four major feasts that priests and deacons and bishops have to preach on within the span of a couple of weeks. There's Christmas, there's today, Holy Family, Mary the Mother of God, the Holy Day that's coming up this week, and then Epiphany the following Sunday. That can cause stress. But believe me, I count my blessings because any stress I might experience in preparing to preach and do God's will in my life is nothing compared to the stress the Holy Family experienced in doing God's will 2,000 years ago. Think, just think, of the stress Jesus and Mary experienced on Holy Thursday and Good Friday. So those are a few of the many stresses of life that we just can't avoid. They're there. They are part of the fabric of daily living. But as I said earlier, thanks be to God, there are other stresses of life that can be avoided and that should be avoided. And I need to mention a few of those today because we've probably all experienced them in our families. Number one, the first avoidable stress is the kind that comes when God's order in the family is violated. When children, for example, reject their parents' authority, there is stress, is there not? A lot of it, guaranteed. 
That type of stress, incidentally, was not present in the Holy Family, was it? This was avoidable stress. And it was avoided because Jesus was obedient. He respected God's order in his family, even though he himself was God. So children, if you want your parents to be less stressed, if you want them to be in a better mood more often, obey them. It's really simple, you know. Honor God's order in your family, as Sirach tells you to do in that first reading. Do what mom and dad tell you to do when they tell you to do it. Don't say, uh, yeah, I'll get to it eventually. And by the way, this message also applies to the teenagers. In fact, let me tell you teens something. When your parents know that you are obedient, when they know that you're trustworthy and honest, they give you more freedom. Which is exactly what you want, is it not, in your teen years? More freedom. However, when all they get from you is disobedience, they clamp down, don't they? Real hard. And I work with teens a lot, and it's amazing. Sometimes they are, they are perplexed as to why mom and dad have come down on them so hard. I can't understand it, Father Ray. It's not fair. Well, what'd you do? Well, I stayed out late one night and tell them where I was going. Da -da -da -da, they give you a big list. Oh, you are surprised? Don't be surprised. That's stress that can be avoided. Here's another avoidable stress in family life. The stress that comes from not being responsible. When young people, for example, children, don't pick up their toys and clean their rooms and do their chores and finish their schoolwork when they're supposed to finish their schoolwork, it adds to everybody's anxiety level in the home. We all know this, right? I was speaking the other day to a woman who was just about as stressed out as I've ever seen her, and I've known this woman for a number of years. Normally she's very strong, very together. She can cope. But on this day, she was literally in tears. She said, Father Ray, I just can't deal with it all. This is overwhelming me. I have to do everything. I have to get the kids up in the morning. I have to make their lunches. I have to go to work then for eight to ten hours a day. Then I gotta come back and I gotta clean the house and I gotta do the shopping and on and on she went. Finally, I stopped her. I said, wait one minute here. You have two children, but they are both teenagers. You mean to tell me they can't make their own lunches? You got to do that? You mean to tell them they can't get up on their own in the morning? Whatever happened to alarm clocks? They need to take responsibility where they are capable of taking responsibility. That alone would take a lot of the stress out of your life immediately. She agreed. And I'm happy to say so did one of her children who happened to be standing there at the time noticeably concerned about his mother who was crying in front of him. And I'm glad he was concerned. He needed to be. Take responsibility in the family for what you can. It helps everyone avoid stress. And finally, there's this avoidable stress. 
It should be obvious, but maybe it's not. It's the kind that comes with unrepented sin. When family members speak unkind words to one another and then don't say they're sorry, when they lie, when they violate one another's trust, when they refuse to forgive, that creates what I would call a whole atmosphere of stress. And we all know this, do we not? Because we've all been there. I've been there. That's why today's second reading is so appropriate on this Feast of the Holy Family, this text from Colossians 3, where the focus is on family life. Paul says, put on compassion, kindness, patience, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. Beautiful words, right? It's the ideal. The reality, as we all know in our homes, is something less. Which is precisely why repentance is so necessary. Did I say that confession is good for family life? Did I say that confession is a good remedy for stress in the family? If I didn't say it, I'm saying it right now. Imagine a family, if you can, where each member honestly faces his or her faults, admits them, confesses them, is absolved of them, and then makes a sincere effort to change his or her behavior. Can you imagine a family like that? I can assure you that family is going to avoid a lot of this avoidable stress. Common sense should tell you that. Let me end my homily today by paraphrasing the closing prayer of this Mass. I'll tell you why I'm doing this in a moment. Today's closing prayer, which is the one I will say after communion, which of course everyone will hear because no one would walk out on Jesus at communion time, I know that. This prayer reads as follows. Eternal Father, we want to live as Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, in peace with you and one another. May this communion strengthen us to face the troubles of life. When I was trying to come up with a way to close this homily, I was feeling a little stress at my computer there in the rectory. And I was scratching my head and I was saying, Lord, you got to help me to close this in the right way. And lo and behold, I happened to look down on my desk at my Magnificat. It's a little prayer book many of you have. It has the prayers and readings for every Mass in it. And it was open to this closing prayer. And for some reason, I was drawn to look at it. And I read it quickly. And then I said, thank you, God. Because I realized this prayer is an anti-stress prayer. It talks, first of all, about living like Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. To live like them means to avoid the avoidable stresses of life, like they did. And then it talks about facing the troubles of life. That involves coping with the stresses that we cannot avoid. So now I'll paraphrase the prayer and I will make it the closing prayer of this homily. And I'll say it for all of us and for our families. Eternal Father, we want to live as Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, who avoided most of the avoidable stresses of this life and thus lived in peace with you and with each other. Help us to follow their example. And may the Eucharist we receive at this Mass strengthen us 
so that we can face all the troubles of life, especially those difficult and stressful situations that we absolutely cannot escape, no matter how hard we try. And this we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.